Welcome everybody. This is How to English, Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal and references will be given where possible. Hi, Em. Hi, Gav. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Right, episode 32. Are you sitting back comfortably? No, I'm leaning really far forward and I'm all eager and ready to listen to what you've got to say. Okay, well, I thought we could just have a chat. Yeah. Which would be really nice. Okay. And um, hold on, let me clear my throat. (coughs) Now I'm definitely ready. Yes. And I thought we could have a chat and like just talk about stuff. Like, how's it going? You you all right? I'm fine, yeah. You've been busy recently? Mm, Fairly busy. Done a lot of teaching? Yeah, online and some in-house, as they say. Have you? Well, like office to office. Yeah, well, I haven't got an office if, I don't know. Um, From your home office to your remote office student's office yeah i'm going into some companies and i'm teaching kind of half and half at the moment really and how has that changed over the last few weeks um it hasn't changed very much over the last few weeks i think it it changed a couple of months ago where i started going back into offices very gradually Uh some companies haven't done that some companies have just remained online so my timetable is quite nice because I've got a nice um, for me anyway it's a nice combination so you've of... got a balance of working from home mm. and working in the office yeah most of the companies are quite local so I don't have to go on public transport oh you, you're walk. avoiding public transport are you yeah this is this is nice this Not is like in the life of an English teacher <laughs> okay yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not deliberately avoiding public transport, but it's just kind of coincided okay. that the companies De- deliberately. What do you mean deliberate? What's... Well, I'm, I'm not consciously um, deciding. Like intentionally. Like, I don't know what the word. On, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I'm not okay. like choosing my lessons based on that. I am just literally going where I need to go, and luckily, or I don't know if it's luckily, but just as it happens. It's not on public transport. Okay, and this this is from the the students have requested you to come and visit them in their offices or at, at yeah. the school or what what is it? Um, it was their companies that then decided they were ready to open their doors again. So they're oh, allowing to, to the visitors, public. yeah. Okay. So the teachers can go in, so clients can go in, um, which is weird because some companies have just stayed totally based at home and others have opened only to their staff oh and no public visitors allowed. hold on, hold on. Let me, so you, you've got some staff are working remotely like exclusively from their homes yep. some are only their offices are open only to the employees yeah. of the company and no, no visitors are allowed yep. what was the third one Others are just open as normal, and anyone can come and go. Oh, are these different types of businesses? Mm, well, yes and no. I've got a couple of similar industries, for example, software IT companies, where they're totally opposite. One one is open to anyone, and the other one is closed completely in home office. Oh, home office. 
Oh dear. Okay. Home office, yeah. Working from home. Sorry. Did we say, did we say home office in English? We don't. I've, we've had this conversation. What is the expression? It's, it is working from home, isn't it? But I've heard home office I think it's so gonna, often. It's going to catch on, isn't it? It just Eventually. sounds okay. Yeah, because the first time a student said to me, I'm, I'm home office today, I just yeah. assumed they were talking about the British government, but it's not. What, what do you mean the British government? I don't, it's that um, department isn't it that's like oh is that like homeland security or no no it's isn't that what james security company james bond works for he's he's like secret service they protect the country from invasion yeah i thought homeland security just sounds like a company that come and put an alarm in your in your (laughs) building i thought that's what the americans called it i have no idea do they well, I don't know. Oh. I, I was asking you. Okay. We've, we've deviated <laughs> okay. slightly. Sorry, you were, you were saying um, working from home. Yeah. So I've got a full kind of mix of different situations. So mm-hmm. as it's happened now, my timetable is kind of mixed as well. Uh-huh. So it's quite... I, I quite like it. Okay. And it's summer, so it's nice to sort of walk everywhere. Might be a different story when the winter comes and yes. if it's still the same, I don't know. I'll have to start thinking about getting on trains again and Sure. That's okay. Of yeah, and then you'll have to like find out about what the rules are, what you can and can't do and mm. taking precautions and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's that's something to so what so what are do you know what the rules are at the moment? That like some people In have this country. To... Um there are I think certain places like pharmacies and um, hospitals, mm-hmm. uh, you have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there is a limit to numbers of people in one place. I'm not sure at the moment if there is, but right. the rules seem to change all the time, so it's really hard to keep up with it. So if if you were, let's imagine you were now visiting your students at their offices, what things should you do? Before I go in the building, you mean? Yeah, um, or like travelling there, and then when you arrive there, what things do you need to consider? If I was, if I was getting public transport, you mean? Um, then I would have to know if there was a mask um, regulation, on, oh. which I think there is in on the metro, for example, mm-hmm. but not on buses and trams. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's changing next week. Oh, really? So I think, yeah. Um, so we. So you have to keep an eye on the kind of changing situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So keep then up to date. It's um, probably standard practice to use hand sanitizer as you walk in the building. Mm-hmm. They have some kind of sanitary station or something <laughs> at the beginning okay. of the reception. So you just squirt your hands and walk so, in. So like you have that. to clean your hands. You know, be ready to. Sanitised yeah. and entering that. Yeah. Um, and then you need to know if you need to wear a mask in the actual company. So oh, right. Some of them do. Some companies have got a mask policy. Okay. So you can't actually go in without one. Oh, wow. Um, but it's, again, it's different for everyone. So right. that changes. I usually just message the student beforehand right. to say, do I need a mask or not? And you can always check with the receptionist. Yeah, well, they usually shout at you if you go in without one anyway, so it's quite clear at the same, you know, as soon as you go in, yeah. Uh, so how is this different to, I don't know, uh, six months ago? Oh, it's totally different. I didn't even know what hand sanitizer was six months ago. Did well, you not? I didn't, well, all right, 
exaggeration. I did know what it was, but I definitely didn't use it and I didn't mm-hmm. own any. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it seems very normal now to, to go around sort of with that and masks as well and mm-hmm. um, and just being more cautious about what I touch and like even when students offer me some you know water or something I'm yeah. just like aware of the fact I've touched that glass now so I'm not going to touch my face so, oh wow you know that sort of thing um no I don't think I did a lot of that in the past but okay. I'm much more aware of it now <laughs> oh wow okay what about greeting the students I never did any of that shaky handy no. thing anyway after the first lesson like when you first meet someone I do it but okay. I don't do it as a rule now oh, right. okay. I never did it I think you did, didn't you? you? I did, yeah, yeah. I, I still, I still do. I think every time I meet anybody, yeah. but I think there's some, something. Uh, my students have always got this need to shake my hand. I'm not sure what it is. I don't think it's going to change. No, ever. yeah. But Even then, with all this going on, you same think? with you. I'm, I'm now really self-conscious and, and like I think, mm. right, I've done that. That's it. I'm not touching my face anymore. Yeah, that's it. Those yeah. hands stay below the chin or whatever. <laughs> in the box yeah 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 so I think that's really it for me like that's the big differences yeah um okay so that is a big change so um where do you see yourself six months from now can you sort of picture that an interview question um (laughs) I haven't really thought that far ahead um am I putting you on the spot a little bit Um. I don't really see much difference to be honest I think I'm gonna still be doing what I'm doing working I I think now is not a good time to start looking for another job right um so I feel like maybe I want that security of having the students I've got already and knowing those lessons are going to happen yeah so to actually just quit that and leave which is probably what I would have done you know previously to all this happening I don't think you said quit as in like resign yeah just give quit, up your quit job. the job that i mean okay. now to go and find a different job somewhere else possibly okay. or in a different country maybe okay. um i just don't feel comfortable now i just i want that um i know i want the security of the work and i also like the security of knowing where i am and oh uh, okay knowing what's around and you know the people and that maybe yeah. i've become a little bit more um sort of settled <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, settled is a good word, but also just a bit more cautious, I suppose. So you, you might continue this balance of 50-50, so, so you've got your online students. I don't know if I've got that option of deciding that. I think that will be decided for me, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, personally, I would like that, yeah. I quite like having, and at the moment it is literally every other day that I'm teaching either at home and oh, then right. I go out the next day and then I'm at home the next day and oh, that's, that's really nice, nice yeah. because that's sort of I don't get bored of either one and you know fed up with it yeah um but I don't know I think when the other companies start opening again which hopefully they will who yeah. knows yeah. um I will just go out and be out every day okay so you'd be happy to go back into that um, routine happy happy is a mm, happy yeah yeah happy Let's say happy. Well, a nice thing about our jobs is that we do get to meet people face to face. Yeah, and I think I missed that. That's not always the case for teachers, of course. I mean, you may, there's some of my students I probably will never meet, sadly, because they're all lovely people. 
And you get used to that, obviously. You do get used to it, and it doesn't seem that strange. But I, I do I remember... Get, get used to what? Give me an example. You well, get you used get to. used to being online, and you get used to the way the the lesson is and the structure of it and the lack of um, reading. I think reading signals is really okay. hard online. Yeah, it's quite yeah, hard yeah. to pick up on that very subtle thing that you get when you're in a environment like yeah. an actual room where yeah. you can see the person and what they're looking at and Definitely. how they're reacting even just you know the way the way they sit and everything and you don't have that with the screen online okay. and I think I was I didn't even realize that that was what was sort of lacking but now I'm going back to offices right. it was so apparent immediately just how imme- well, immediate it is that you're <laughs> with someone yeah and you're doing all those things that you do sort of face to face and you're reading their body language much oh. better and you're seeing whether or not they're paying attention a bit more and following what they mm-hmm, do and mm-hmm. and it's lovely <laughs> I really enjoyed you know so that interaction that that um eye contact yeah. and you know reading people and just the physicality of it okay. just the actual you know being in the room together it is such a different feeling so I, I think I missed it without realizing I was missing oh, it right so and you... when I went back in it was like oh this is great I like this. Yeah. <laughs> so you you got used to like not being in that physical space with them or you couldn't I think I did get used to it but then after I went back in to the office I realized getting used to it was a bit sad oh okay so it was nice to not be used to being with people in a room, if that makes sense. And that what to be... That? Give, give me that one again. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, it's gone. To be used to being in the room. I like it. Well, I had to get used to being in the room again. Okay, and, okay. And it was nice, in a nice way. Yes, yes. Because sometimes it's like, get used to things is something a bit difficult. But it was it was nice to be together again yeah so it, it, it then became familiar again of being with somebody in that teaching environment yeah and feeling the the need to interact with somebody yeah and I actually yeah. remember feeling quite self-conscious like because people were looking at me and I could see them looking at me and and they weren't looking at a camera or mm-hmm. like you know when you're online and you just you don't really see it as eye contact yeah because yeah. you're looking at a a lens or you know a camera uh-huh. and they're looking at a camera so there's not that connection. I look at the camera because I, I I try to I look at their face and then I realize that I have I don't look because <laughs> I must be looking like a couple of inches below yeah, their which eyes is, I think what most people do which is makes you feel you're not you haven't got that eye, on okay. eye contact I but... did I did have a student once say um I don't know what you're looking at, but could you look at me instead? Because it's making me really Ooh. uncomfortable. Oh, I actually try to, as much as I can, look at the actual webcam. Do you? Yeah. But the problem is they've got quite a bright light on them. and I well, Mine them. doesn't. Oh, does it Mine's not? just a, literally a camera lens. Oh. So I just sort of look into the near distance in this kind of slightly, must be slightly strange. I don't know what it looks like. That's the thing. That that would be good to know what it looks like. Well, if but you're looking at the camera, then it must look like you're looking, looking at, at a them, student. Yeah, and I'd, got, I'd gotten really used to doing that. Mm-hmm. So then when I did go back into the room and I was looking at their eyes, God, I was like, wow, I'm really self-conscious. Was, like, it, was it, it really intense? It was really intense. <laughs> and I was sort of looking away a lot more than I think I would normally Uh, do okay Um, it didn't feel natural so I had to get used to 
eye contact, okay. natural eye contact. That's what I was thinking. That, that That's so different from teaching online. It you is, really yeah. don't get that connection between you and the student. Yeah. And I guess they need it as well from a student's point of view. Mm. Them, them looking at the teacher and, and seeing the responses of the teacher. Yeah. Like, have I made this sentence correctly? Have I yeah, yeah. said this? Is there an error here? Am I going to be corrected? And, and yeah. there's so much in that eye contact. Exactly. So when you're online, you just say their name and they sort of are aware of the fact you're probably looking at them. <laughs> but who knows? You could be sort of doing something else yeah. in the background. So, yeah. yes, there's no getting away from that when you're in a room with people. No. No, that's true. Em, can I interrupt you for a second? Go ahead. I, I have just kind of demonstrated oh. uh, how I teach. I had a feeling that was what you Did were you? doing. Did yeah. you? Did you suspect? Was it because my eyes are completely dead? Um, no. And my mind is entirely somewhere else. <laughs> you did seem a little bit like there was something kind of going on. Yeah. That I was being possibly um, led did somewhere. It, did it feel more like an interview than, than a conversation? No, it didn't. It okay. felt really nice that you were making me really elaborate on things oh, and so you were diving deep into Showing these. interest. Yeah, you were definitely showing a lot of interest. Okay. And you were making me expand on lots of points that yeah. I was making and explain what I meant. Yeah, that's good. Because typically what I do with students is I would say, can you give me a synonym for that? Or, mm. you know, like the example you said, home office, which my ears prick when I hear this. And I think, oh, hold on. I'd, I'd never heard that before I'd yeah. moved to, you know, one of these countries abroad. And so I always just say to them, oh, well, do you know what the home office is in the UK? So it's something mm. very different to maybe what they were talking about. So it's always good just to check that. So you don't say it's wrong. You just kind of say there's a more maybe familiar or popular way to say it. Or yeah. maybe there's a different way to say yeah. it that I've heard yeah. that's not as you know obscure as saying the home office yeah. because I that do, means something else. I do check that. When I hear things and I think, I'm really not sure that's right, and I'm, I might flag it with the student, and then I would definitely do some research and I'd go online, um, have a look at a few videos or, or mm. you know go to the dictionary, look at references, okay. check not only British English, obviously, yeah. just to see if there is that expression used in another language, and it often is. I've just never heard it. Home office is one of them because I've worked in a big you know multi national corporation yeah. where they have these colleagues from yeah. all over the world and they do use home office okay. as a general term and it's even in their contracts yeah, yeah. and they are written in English so I don't I don't go into it too much to say well you mustn't say that right. I just I just explain well if you come out of your office mm -hmm, and you say mm -hmm. it to someone mm -hmm. in just a conversation they yeah. might not know what you're talking about or okay. they might think something else coming back to your technique I think I like how much you asked so many, you know, you asked a lot of questions. Yeah. You made me want to tell you That's good. more. It, did it, so it actually felt quite authentic, like we were like, having a real authentic. Okay, yeah. that's good. Because I've never taught anybody your level before. <laughs> I must admit, I was a bit nervous. <laughs> well, you did upgrade me on, I think, was it what you were asking me about my, what was the word? What was the word you you kept asking me to exp give you another mate, another word Quit. for it? Yeah, that's it. Um, so you were really making me think of all the like the words I had in my head already. Yeah, yeah. especially the things I couldn't remember as well. But I w I'll get there eventually if I ever remember that word. But yeah, it was like you exhausted my 
dictionary mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. own head. Yes. And then if, if you, when I'm teaching, uh, the student will obviously uh, be more limited than you. And mm. then I would supply a couple of words. Yeah. And one very useful tip um, is if you're teaching online, have thesaurus.com open. Yeah. And then the student will use a word and then you might think, I think there's a better word than this. And you kind of, you can let the conversation go and think, well, it made sense, but maybe it's not the right word. And then uh, you can mm-hmm. have a look in the thesaurus and then you get the word and you think, ah, oh, that's a better word. And then you say, yeah, that was a really good point, what you said about, and then you use that word. Okay. And as, if the student reacts as yeah. you expect them to, then you've kind of fed in some language and you think, yeah, yeah, hopefully they'll use that word next time. Or at least I've just increased their vocabulary. Obviously, if it's the wrong word, then I would stop them and then mm-hmm. say, oh, no, this word would be better. Yeah, yeah. I example. really like that technique and I liked how it felt very natural. I think it can maybe on a slightly sort of opposite side, it could sound a bit like you're, you're saying that that word isn't OK. Because like a lot of the time you kind of rephrased what I'd said. Yes. Which sounded a bit like, well, did I say it wrong or I know, did I just say it differently? Yeah. And so That is a risk, I think. Yeah, I think as long as you establish that method. I, I think my students are familiar with the fact that I rephrase exactly. almost everything they say. Exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's only when you say, no, that's not the right yes, word or exactly. we, it's not said like that, yeah, that yeah. you then they, they're aware of it. But I think because I've had conversations with students just doing the natural thing where somebody says, oh, it's hot today. And yeah. you say, yeah, it's boiling. Yeah. And then they think, well, I can't say hot then. I've got oh. to say boiling because my teacher said it's boiling, not it's hot. So, sure. Because we don't do that, do we, naturally in English? We don't say, oh, it's hot. Yes, it's hot. We, we generally right. tend to change the word You're just right. to agree. And it's really yeah. confusing, I think, for students. Yeah, but we can teach that as well. I have I've Maybe definitely we done should a bit of te- teach that. Have I've, you not, have I've you never not? taught that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, get, you do that with the, you know, the, the example where you say, oh, the journey was very long. And you say, yeah, it wasn't short. Oh, OK. You know, those Using kind of negative, negatives yeah. and then other expressions that work well with it. Okay. So if you've taught that, maybe they will be more prepared right, for you to, right, right. you know, give uh, synonyms. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was sort of moving around the tenses. I don't know if you noticed. I didn't notice that, but I think that's because I can use them quite well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tried to get you to use um, conditionals a bit, but oh. I, to be honest, I, I think... Like this technique that I'm using generally with my students, and I would say these are my beginning of B1, maybe end of A2, but so definitely B1 oh, oh, up right. to as high level as, as they go. I think this is quite a, an effective technique with them, unless there's some very specific language they don't know, I need to teach them. And then I'll say, OK, now if you make that mistake again while we're chatting, I'm going to be cross something mm-hmm. like that but this technique actually comes from something that I learned um, many years ago and I just for grammar specifically and some vocabulary just writing questions and you just have loads and loads and loads of questions like conditionals for example mm-hmm. write a series of conditionals if you work for this company what will you enjoy that's a mm-hmm. great question isn't it <laughs> 
And so basically students have about like 10 questions and they're just repeating the grammar, they're repeating the language and they're asking the question to their partner oh. and All I would right. just leave them on their own to do that. Or if it was only me and them, then I would ask the questions okay. or I'd ask them well, to ask me the questions. Well, I was going to say, I think as a one-to-one, it is very intense, this technique. Yes. Like as a student, even as a just a person talking to you, it felt quite wow this is like intense I've yeah. got to keep talking and yeah. I think for a one-to-one that is very hard so be you know I would be very uh aware of that sure. and maybe just personally I would have other activities but I know you probably would just pepper them with constant questions oh no we just keep going yeah. and going and going they're exhausted by the end of <laughs> yeah it. but they, is... they come back so I think that they're getting something out of Do it you... but I just wanted to focus on that which was that it, it, this technique comes from building exercises that were lots and lots of questions yeah and so I would I could sit there with questions in front of me and just keep asking and eventually I realized I could just do it without having to prepare mm-hmm because the questions come naturally anyway, yeah, I guess. Exactly. But do you think, okay, slightly different question, do you think the students are aware of the fact they're learning something using this technique? Or do you just feel like they leave thinking, well, that was a good chat? It's an interesting question. I've, I've had positive feedback. Okay. Um, and I think sometimes that they also want a bit more of a traditional lesson. And as mm. I said, I would... I would have a worksheet ready if if I felt that that was useful, but it, it depends a bit on do my you mean, mood. You feel like it's useful. You mean they might need that kind of. They might need the language, or maybe we've done a bit too much chatting, and they okay. just seem like you know now would be a good time to do a bit of traditional gap. I just feel a bit something. like that's a token gesture, though. Like you're just saying that because oh, well, this is what we should do. Why not just keep going with that technique? I do with most of my students, but obviously students have limitations. And so if they are only intermediate, they do need to learn in a bit more Uh of a formal way how to use certain language. So you think lower levels need that structure and that kind of support? Yeah, I think it kind of punctuates my lessons. So then I'll have a couple of lessons of chat and then we'll do a bit of a worksheet. And it will be really key language, something that I know they're going to need. And um, I I use English file. I mean, the materials are great. There's an activity in there. Um, Or I'll use resources and it might be... You know, it's kind of like find someone who and then send a group out to, mm. to mingle and, and practice all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask a bit more about what you do with groups then in this way? Yeah, I don't tend to do it so much with groups, mm. but I, I still struggle with having conversations with groups because okay. I just feel like I, d- I just imagine there'll be a student sitting there thinking, I'm really bored of listening to that person talk about their garden. Mm. And I know that I have to wait another four people until I get to have a conversation. Mm. But, you know, you always hope you've got those groups where the students are interacting with each other. And interested in each other. Yeah, I do. But then I prompt them. I just say, okay, I want you all to ask questions of this person about their garden. Ask about snails and slugs and Mm. uh, compost. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) There was another technique that I wanted to just um, quickly go through that... I haven't used for a while now and um, I sort of regret not doing that and if you thought the previous technique of conversation and directing the student and feeding in language if you thought that was intense that's nothing compared to this one 
and I will have to find the original person who created this technique. Oh. But it's, it's one of my favourites. Are you going to demo this? Well, I thought I might try. Mm, okay, um, I'm I, the guinea pig. It just occurred to me it's something that I think is so useful, and it's it again it could be used with almost any level. You choose the language that's most appropriate for that level. Mm. But it's basically if, if you're teaching, how long have you been? So we got present, perfect, continuous, how long have you been? So I would check that you knew the language. Hopefully, it would come from a conversation we were having, and I'd say to you, oh, you've used past simple, but it's not finished. We need to continue. It's an activity that's repeating. It started in the past and is continuing mm-hmm. until the present. So you know the grammar should be, how long have you been? And you would write this down? I would write on the, yeah, probably if I was teaching online, I'd write it into the chat. Uh-huh. If I had a board, I might write it on there and then just show them that it's got I-N-G in the following verb. Uh-huh. So I might start with, how long have you been uh, living here? Okay, could you repeat the question? How long have you been living here? Exactly. Okay, so how would you answer that question? Two years. Okay, can you give me the whole sentence? I I have, have been, been living, living here for, I think it's four years, sorry. I have been living here for four years. I've been, remember the contraction, I've been living here for... Oh, sorry, I was literally copying what you said, but okay, I, can I say it normally? I've been living here for four years. That's it, exactly. Okay, now I'm going to change the verb. So, for example, let's, let's think, uh, work here. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so what's the question again? How long have you been working here? That's it, exactly. Okay, and your answer? I've... I've been working here for four years. That's it, right. But now we're going to move into the phase of pronunciation. Now, when you listen to somebody saying this, they probably say, how long have you been? How long have you been? Can you say that? How long have you been? 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 That's it. How lo- what was the first question? How long have you been living here? That's it. How long have you been living here? Again. How, how long have you been living here? Again. How long have you? Hmm. How, how long, long have, have you been, been living Listen, here? Listen. How long have you been? How long have you been? Oh, but happy. How, how long, long have, have you been? <laughs> how long have you been living here? How long have you been living here? That's great. And the answer? I've been living here for four years. I've been living here. I've, I've been living I've, here. <laughs> I've been living here for four years. I've been living here for four years. I've been living here for four years. Okay. Question again. Uh, how long have you been living here? <laughs> One more time. How long have you been? How long have you been? How long have you been living here? How long have you been living here? Answer. I've been living here for four years. That's very good. What was the second question? How long have you been working, working. here? That's it. How long have you been? How long have you been? How long have you been working here? How long have you been working here? Answer. I've been working here for four years. I've been. I've been working here I've, for... I've been. I've been working here for four years. That's it, exactly. And then you just carry on oh changing God, the verb. God, my brain is scrambled. Oh, I well, liked your fingers, by the way. I have, yeah, I should explain. I've been sort of pointed. Can you describe it to us? Oh, just on the intonation of the word that should be stronger. You That's went it. up with your finger That's and it. you were very sort of animated. I was conducting... To be honest, that is very, very intense. That was only two. I think like 10 minutes of that and your students' brains would be leaking out their ears. (laughs) But it's quite nice. How long have you been? It's great. It's great drilling and it's great um, 
there's no way you can be checking your messages or thinking about what you're having for lunch. No, no. Absolutely not. You're there, you're in that moment and you are focused. And then all you need to do, either the student comes up with their own verbs, we've got live, we've got work, we've got, Mm -hmm. I don't know, drive that car, Mm -hmm. we've got any of these action verbs. And then if they stumble onto a state verb, Mm. then you probably have already taught them present perfect, simple. But if you haven't, then that's a good time to Well, reflect. you don't run before you can walk, do you? Present perfect? Well, I don't After know. After present perfect continuous? I don't know. It just depends where it comes up in life. Sure. Yeah, okay. If it doesn't... We're not doing it textbook here. No, it's we're not. It's just organic. It okay. is, exactly. Uh-huh. That's it. So if they suddenly say, had that mobile phone, mm. okay, well, we know to have, in this case, is a state verb. So mm-hmm. how long have you had? How long have you had? Okay. How long have you had? Can yeah, you say yeah. that? No, not anymore. (laughs) I'm done, thank you. What I really like about that method is it's materials free. It is. Anywhere, anytime. It is. You can just do that. That's it. It's great. Yeah, and if you're maybe, if you don't have so many ideas in your head as a teacher, you might just want to prepare some of those. So live uh, in this country or, you know, live in your apartment or work for this company. um, Yeah. Eat these sandwiches yep (laughs) how long have you been eating these sandwiches (laughs) that's great they look a bit like they're old um but i think also going back to the first method i think you can't allow students to get out of that um like as in everything you say has to kind of be generated from their answers doesn't it so if if your students if you say oh what did you do at the weekend and the answer is nothing oh i think you just don't accept that yeah you just you have to stamp on that straight away with your students and say well you did everybody did something even if you did nothing you did something (laughs) so what was the nothing that you did exactly and then whatever they say even if they just say i sat on my sofa then you just say oh well, what kind of sofa have you got and how long have you had the sofa and what oh, colour like is the sofa? And is the... I think you just got to try and liven up any conversation that yeah. way. Yeah, I agree. And I just remembered that um, one of the reasons why we decided to sort of focus on this topic was, do you remember somebody wrote to us on Facebook? Mm, that's right. And he... Asked us about our methods of teaching. That was it, exactly. Mm. And he, um, yeah, so he wrote to us and he asked us if we could take a bit of time and just do some sort of mini demos. His name escapes me at the moment, but I will try to remember. And um, yeah, thank you very much for your question. So um, yeah, and to everybody, thank you for your questions as well. Oh, it was, it was Bulmer Hobson. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice nice question and good inspiration for us. It was really good. So thanks for that, Bulmer. And um and everybody else, yeah, please keep writing your questions to us and your suggestions because we're really enjoying um the inspiration that we're getting from you and it's helping us to create fantastic content. That was fantastic content. All right. I can't believe how long we've been talking, so we need to let these people get on with their lives again. All right, okay. Get so, on with your lives, everyone. Okay. <laughs> M Everybody has been listening to How to English, Teach and Learn with Gav and M. And I've been Gav. And I've been M. Okay. I still am M. You are, yeah. I will be M. Hopefully. Tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. See you. Bye. (laughs) 